welcome to Zephyr Podcast Sessions with your host, me, Scott Howland. To find out more about Zephyr and how we're helping leading brands and businesses with customer journey orchestration, visit www.zephr.com. Hey and welcome to the Zephyr Podcast Sessions. We're back today and it's it's great to have Rob on the show today with us. Rob, how are you? I'm very well, Scott. Thanks for having me on. It's a pleasure to be here. No problem at all. And congratulations, by the way. Sorry, congratulations on the success of your podcast. You got 16 or 17 now, are you? Yeah, yeah, 17. It's it's going very, very well. What's your favorite? My favorite this one. that was quick um you know what i've loved them all they're all in different kind of areas it was all totally new to me um when we first met back in um dubrovnik uh back in digiday well before lockdowns were were a thing um yeah we basically i started the idea just after there um so yeah it's been well there you go that's how many weeks it's been since we were over in that i know i know but hey through crisis comes opportunity eh, for you anyway absolutely and uh, i hear you're the same so quick um maybe it's good to uh we'll get a plug-in for your podcast which has been oh, running thank you very um, much yeah in- inside marketing yeah i mean we're on episode 26 now oh, we, we launched uh, yeah we launched that last october and you know it's getting great traction with adland because that's really our target audience Yep. I suppose, I mean, like like your own one, it's very targeted to our clients, our agency partners, and our marketeers. And, uh, you know, we've covered some really interesting topics, purpose marketing, esports, AI, death of the cookie, future TV, you know, all that great stuff, most recently branded content. So, you know, it's been really interesting. It's really exciting. And by the way, this is all done in collaboration with our partners, Dentsu Ages Network, uh, their chief strategy officer, Dave Winterledge, and his team there have been brilliant. And uh, I think we've kind of, We've launched Dave's podcasting or broadcasting career because he's, he's been really great. And he's followed on from a host, Aidan McCullen, who uh, who started off with us. And Aidan now has his own podcast innovation show. So, um, I, I, I'd urge all your listeners to tune in and check him out. But uh, in regards to, in, yeah, go on, but in, sorry, in regards to inside marketing, you know, our, our goal really was to be interesting and insightful for marketeers. And I hope it is. No, absolutely. I've I've had to listen to a couple of the episodes. Very, very interesting, and it's all available, isn't it, on uh, on all, all the normal standard Apple, Spotify, Google uh, podcasts, right? It is indeed. Yeah, so make sure you give that a search, and uh, I'm sure I'm sure Rob will get another plug in a bit later on in this. So Rob, um, actually, probably for people that are just tuning in and uh, listening to this, do a quick intro to to your name, your role, uh, who you are. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, so my name is Rob Kinsler. I'm head of client solutions at the Irish Times. And the Irish Times is the most trusted and respected news media publication in Ireland. It's an integral part of Irish society and has been for the last 161 years. Uh, long time. We've also a big audience globally, as you can imagine, with the Irish diaspora. But really, to, to define my role very simply, my role is to help brands sell more products. Very crude way of saying it, but whether it's mortgages, cars, holidays, right down to chocolate bars, back up to pensions and everything in between. Nice, absolutely. And uh, sometimes the, the the crude way of putting job descriptions is the best way, right? Um, question quick one off the back of that. What's your favorite chocolate bar? All of them. Uh, I have a really sweet tooth. Most recently, though, I've been partial to green and blacks, the mint edition. I mean, I call out chocolate bars earlier as this is just an example of the diverse range of partnerships 
um, that our team and media solutions have developed and delivered over the last couple of years. Um, we have a Green and Blacks partnership that has been running for over two years where we've written some really nice content on luxury weekends away with friends. And we've tied this in with a series of cultural events that were free for our readers to attend, you know, that were free for all our readers to go along to, and, and they were full to capacity. And then most recently, due to COVID, uh, those events have turned into virtual events, and I'll uh, speak about that more later on. Um, but like we've lots of examples of FMCG and retail clients where we've delivered really strong partnerships. And currently, we have Lidl launching their premium winemakers range and Super Values Meet the Makers range, where we celebrate provenance and the people behind the produce. And what we've seen through the pre and post campaign analysis is that brand metric scores lift. We drive awareness and consideration in a real premium environment. And we drive trial through that experiential events. And probably one of the best examples of a truly collaborative partnership has been with Ulster Bank. Uh, the Ulster Bank partnership is again a great content partnership with an event strategy where Ulster Bank help our audience understand the journey in completing the purchase of a mortgage. And Ulster Bank's tagline of help for what matters runs through this partnership as they give advice at every step of the way. So when considering buying your new home, it, it, it's help for what matters. It, it, it's really, really nice. And we've seen the numbers and they've been very successful in selling more mortgages with our partnership. So that's another example of close client and agency partnership collaboration that we're really proud of at the Irish Times. Nice. No, absolutely. It's, um, it, it's something that I'm sure we're going to talk about in, in the short while. So what was your, if I asked you, obviously, your, um, you quite crudely describes your job role, but what is your, what do you do day to day? So day to day or working week, um, lately it's been lots of Zoom calls. The three teams check in weekly at team meetings. Uh, we look at areas of the business that are doing well. We look at areas that need attention. And, you know, we're always looking in this proactive state of solution selling into our clients and agency partners. So we plan, we implement, and we review. The teams are incredible in terms of ideation around content solutions and on new revenue streams, such as virtual events, again, which I said we'd look at more later. So my typical day, week is lots of meetings. And out of these meetings comes ideas that build sale pipelines that turn into revenue for the Irish Times. And we're, we're delighted with that. I also regularly check in with our clients and agency partners just to catch up on how business is and how they are generally doing personally, as this is a very important part of my role, which is client relationships. So obviously you're working with all these different teams. There's been a lot of changes, especially over the last three months. And I've been trying to get a handle on what has changed over the last three months in every kind of conversation I'm having. Or maybe it's a bit longer than that now, four or five months. Um, what's been the main changes you've seen over the last few months? Oh, I mean, with COVID, I mean, look, first, from a, from a, from a human perspective, with the shock and the sadness that, that, that went on, you know, and you know, I think it's been it's been it's been an incredibly tough time. Um, but you know, this is for context. This is is a marketing um, podcast. So what's happened with, within our industry? I think, you know, first and foremost, I think the adaptability has been amazing in 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 terms of teams. I mean, the disruptions of workflows was you know you know overnight we we had to you know work remotely and get a newspaper out. So that collaboration and closeness between teams to get stuff done was 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 amazing that's been the story across a lot of different brands um oh. uh, that the, the collaboration thing i think we we joked earlier about um the amount of times we're on zoom now right and it's about having oh. those 
trying to create those physical kind of day-to-day meetings in a virtual environment um and even virtual with your friends on a weekend etc etc <laughs> it makes it a very um tiring situation for everyone and i think it's been executed pretty seamlessly across the board i haven't seen too many kind of disasters yeah. going on i commend the the human nature the human spirit of, of what everyone's done i mean you know you'll even see on some of the zoom calls there's kids popping up cameo roles with kids in the background you know and you, you could be your environment could be with house flatmates that aren't you know happy with you downstairs on zoom but it, it's just been incredible um way people have pulled together teams have rallied you know and look we're at month four now as you say and you know i don't know about you but i think i'm ready to come out and get out into the open and uh meet up with people again and talk to our clients absolutely i'm doing uh my wife is uh not happy with me at all times so that's that's always good fun <laughs> um so that probably moves us quite nicely onto um kind of the theme today which is where we're going to talk about both client relationships but also the future of of publishing uh, monetization of publishing in, in kind of your eyes and what you think is potentially coming down the road so firstly regards to client relationships uh, explain that in more detail because obviously you're 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 working with clients day in day out right absolutely absolutely and you know it's, it's it's really weird like in spite of all the technological advances you know i think we've become a less connected society I think, you know, the skill of building rapport and relationships is disappearing between client agency and media owner. And, and also, I mean, fragmentation of, of, of the landscape, all these vendors that, that are in the mix now. It's just people are just so busy, you know, and people aren't talking enough, I don't think. And, you know, just to give you an example of that, a client of mine rang us last week. You know, we were having a chat, seeing how things were. You know, we get to talking about an up-and-coming partnership um, that was about to be launched. My client tells me that you know, there may be issues around this, around certain elements. So naturally, I begin to worry. But uh, I think we both we both agreed to get under the bonnet of this issue, you know, and see what's going on. Client comes back to me and 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 tells me, look, the only issue we have here is that teams are not talking enough, not having enough conversations. I mean, I could not agree more, and I, and I feel this is. You know similar across our industry oh absolutely i think um there's been a big disconnect between how business is uh, executed how people are creating these relationships as uh, th- there's a big lack of um coffee meetings things like that where you're just having a chat and things like that right Absolutely, because we've done lots of virtual coffee meetings, but I mean, people still buy people. I mean, relationships are still so important. And I think as business leaders, we've got to instill this very important skill set to our teams is that you've got to have more conversations with your customers, with your clients. You've got to listen to them, understand the pressures they face, and they got to understand the problem you're looking to solve. You know, it's, I mean, it's, it's the relationship economy, you know, it's so important in, in business today. And, you know, you imagine like, if you're loyal to a brand, you personally, does price ever come into the equation? No, exactly. That's a, that's a, that's a great way of looking at it. Well, I, I think so. I mean, and, and if your client kind of becomes loyal to you and your brand, I think, you know, you're on the road to a winning formula. Isn't that what all publishers are striving to do, though? Absolutely. Absolutely. We are. And when we look at it, obviously, we're on the um, personalizing customer journey side of things, right? And um, I'm just putting it into my own perspective here that, we're enabling that to happen obviously with regards to to those relationships people react to these situations and i 
I guess even down to local supermarkets or local kind of wherever you're going, if you have a bad experience, you're probably less likely to go back to that store again. Um, you're, you're more likely to go back if you have a really good experience. One of uh, one of mine, um, uh, I won't name the supermarkets, but I've got two in my town. One was a very orderly queue to get in. You had a one-way system around. The other one was like a rat race, right? Uh, it was just kind of, you, you had the opportunity to, to run around the whole store. There was no kind of distancing in place. Guess which one I kept going back to? Oh, did you know? Yeah, no, absolutely. And, you know, even, you know, I think people will remember how you behaved through this, um, through this pandemic. Um, and if you behave responsibly and well, you know, I think, you know, you're, you're, you're in a good footing when you come out of this. And I was talking to, I was talking to a, um, uh, a sales trainer actually last week, uh, Raul Monks, um, about, um, how sales has changed in his eyes and what he's kind of seeing. Um, and it's exactly that. And it, it was the kind of relationship economy that you mentioned was kind yeah. of the theme to his conversation. So it's interesting, obviously, um, coming from you, it's slightly different, right? You're, you're on the, you're on the publisher side as well, but you still obviously have that same focus of building relationships, which is quite interesting to understand. Very important for us. Yeah. So taking that a little bit further obviously we've got what's happened now it's the relationship side of things um obviously you've done a lot internally on the future of monetization for for publishers what's your views on this oh, our five-year plan so to speak um, <laughs> but i mean like, before i talk about future facing i think it's really important again just to restate the values of the irish times and why it's been in existence for like over 161 years and that really is that heritage and that trust you know, that we've built over time. Um, but look, we've seen our newsrooms and our commercial teams change quite a bit over the years. You know, we now deliver news across audio and video and our media solutions teams deliver brand and client connections across these platforms, you know. Um, which I mean, the world that we work in, our industry, you know, we were told to kind of fail fast and break things, you know. Yep. I, don't, I don't think that's the solution really, you know, it's, particularly with a business like ours. It has a you know a really loyal and passionate base of readers who pay for our journalism, you know, and have expectations that we continue to deliver quality news first and foremost, you know. And that's I guess going back to why you need your and going back to your values, right? Your heritage, your trust. It's it's going back to the value. What is your value proposition? Right, it's great journalism. Okay, that's great. Now how does that relate to our readers? What are, how are they going to pay for this? What is it valuable content? Are they seeing valuable content? Do you see that kind of growing for the Irish Times through your relationships? Exactly, and then 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 we need to obviously make you know investment in what we do. You know, in terms of the data on our audience, in terms of the content they consume, and then the solutions that we you know bring to our partners. You know, that's crucial. Uh, you know of future facing uh, sorry of future proofing our business so, so i believe the challenges we face and the competitive landscape was an is uneven and um, but will prevail and be successful and you know when i when i mention uneven uh, if you look at our business and if you understand that our business functions on the basis of kind of professional structures checks and balances commercial and ethical concerns and i doubt to see that those values running through tech companies or social media joints that we all know but that's probably for another podcast so that's really interesting and obviously i hear you you mentioned social media then how does that 
work with the Irish Times, someone comes and likes your, I don't know, do you know what I mean? They like your Facebook page. They're technically a, a follower of the Irish Times. You're you're trying to get engagement with those users. You want them on your site. Obviously, there's been a lot of back and forth with some of these social media companies over the past uh, X amount of years of who owns that audience. Obviously, you want to own that audience, that trust, that heritage, that value that you bring to your audience. How's that affecting you? I mean, you're, you're, you're dead right in what you say. You know, we need to get closer to our audience and understand their audience. And these tech giants are very good at creating their own walled gardens, uh, you know, and play the role of a publisher yet not be a publisher and reap the rewards of all the advertising revenue that goes that way. It's a pretty contentious topic. Um, and it's probably for, you know, a podcast in its own right in another day. So let's talk more about diversified revenues for publishers. What do you think publishers need to do? I think what all publishers need to do going forward is have a diversified revenue strategy, yep. you know? I think, you know, reader revenue from your digital subscription is is, is, is a paramount. You need to have a growth strategy plan for that. Um, and as I say, I mean, we've had a, you know, we've grown greatly since January uh, in part down to the pandemic. Yep. You know, um, there's no doubt that we've had an uplift, but that just reaffirms to us that people want trusted news in these tough and challenging times, you know, and they, they come to the Irish Times. So our subscription numbers, just to give you a taste, uh, our subscription numbers have gone from 85,000 to 120,000 this year. Oh, wow. Um, but yes, yeah, fantastic. And our home delivery network has increased to over 26,000 homes, you know, that have signed up to take home delivery of our newspaper. So, you know, that's a good news story. No, absolutely. And what's interesting around that is obviously um, now this is where you're, you're again going back to the same point, but where your relationships with your readers and the, the value is going to come through because obviously retention is going to be a huge thing in those numbers and making sure that they don't churn at the end of the day. So obviously that, that's all in place there as well. That's a huge part of that uh, B2C strategy. And then back to the B2B strategy, you know, I commented earlier, you know, You've got to look at platforms where an audience is also going, and that's an audio and video. And in audio, we've recently launched our listen platform where our audience can listen to the very best of IT journalism, you know, delivered in an audio format. And we're looking at ways and bringing in commercial opportunities here. And also on our audio platform and podcast, I mean, 50% of that has already sold out in sponsorship. So that's been a great revenue stream for us. And video is a, is a huge opportunity area for us, and we continue to evolve our video opportunities and capabilities and events. I mean, over the last couple of years, we've been really successful in events, but again, the world has changed. So, you know, we've uh, we've evolved into a live Zoom events and I don't know if you've seen it, but last week we launched our very successful Irish Times Nights Festival, you know, uh, did you see it? I did on uh, on your Twitter, I think. Um, yeah, it was. I mean, it was incredible. You know, it was, it was brought, to, it was brought together by our, our, our journalists, and, um, you know, we brought in some star quality, you know, across a wide range of topics that we covered, including politics, sport, economics, the fashion, entertainment. And we sold over 2,000 tickets, wow. priced at 40 euros, yeah, and 20 euros. So do the maths there. I mean, it was a really successful um, revenue stream for us, you know, and we also brought in a sponsor. So we were delighted. We're delighted with, the, with this concept and this new revenue stream. So, you know, I think... With initiatives like this, you know, and energy from our team, uh, close relationships, which I've said, you know, throughout the podcast, and close relationships with our clients and fueled by data and technology, I think, you know, we'll continue to evolve and serve our audience well in terms of journalistic excellence and then for our clients, meaningful connections with our premium audience. 
And it's also diversifying those revenues, as you say. It's it's looking at different ways to um, to 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 make money for the business uh, and look at different ways. Look, you're not you, you mentioned 120,000 digital subscribers. Well, actually, 2,000 were tar- well signed up for your tickets. That's a small proportion. So it obviously percentage wise, it it may look low at two percent or whatever it is. However look at the revenue on the back of that. So it's about focusing on the right niches within those um, subscribers you, at the same time, I'd say. Scott, you're, you're, you're dead right. And you know what? We, 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 we look at these figures, you know, so much, but I, I think we, we always think of the States, there's 300 million people over there and we're, we're you know, we're a nation of 5 million people, you know, 120,000 subscribers, you know, it's, it's, it's a very good result. And of those, you know, that 2% that, that plugged in and paid for these tickets, you know, you know, it's a, it's a great success. And, you know, we we'll continue to look at that and come up with new um, new iterations of that and bring in new revenue. No, absolutely. It's good to see that uh, the Irish Times are doing that and looking elsewhere and diversifying these streams. It's great to see, and it's great to see that you're you're still being super successful even after over a hundred years of uh, of being in business. And obviously, there's been so many iterations over that time, so many different challenges to overcome and and uh, flourish from at the end of the day which is uh, which is great to see um thank you very much if someone wants to get in touch with you rob just to have a have a conversation what's the best way of doing that well i would say yeah call me on my mobile because i just said conversation is very important you can get in touch at orkins at orishtimes.com there you go and then set up a set up a conversation because he wants to set up a conversation absolutely (laughs) absolutely um, once again uh we mentioned at the start i'll mention it again inside marketing podcast um go and check it out they're up to episode 26 now it's great to see uh, online probably by the time this is live might be 27 and 28 by the time that's gone but um it, it's a pleasure to to uh, speak to you today rob i've got two other questions to do to ask you before we quickly sign off now we go to a bar it's on a, a nice doubling summer's evening um and uh we go to the bar what's your drink of choice <laughs> well my drink of choice, uh, and if I'm in Dublin, absolutely, I'm going to take you for a Guinness. Uh, abs- Guinness straight away. Um, yeah, because, uh, you know, it depends where you have different moods for drinks and stuff. But when you're in Dublin, you're having a Guinness with me. Yeah. If you're in Portugal, we'll have a Superbuck, you know. If we're over in Boston, we'll have a Sam Adams. So. Look at you. Different very, beers of the world. Global knowledge there on beers. Um, I think that's... Travel we, is we, knowledge. I was going to say, we know how Rob travels the world. Um, and uh, <laughs> my last question is, um, I'm creating an upbeat music uh, playlist. Um, I it should be going live in the next couple of weeks because I've got quite a few songs to add to it now. Um, what's your go-to song? Uh, my go-to song and my go-to band is uh, I'm Oasis Man, you know? So... Um, I don't know for you could it be rock and roll star um oh, I, like <laughs> I don't know but do you know what though you know zephyr should be red hot chili peppers the zephyr song no yeah i've tried to convince um my ceo to walk out on stage to it at these events and stuff <laughs> uh, he hasn't bought on that one yet um i might just do it as a joke one day and see what happens um but no, i'm sure you can convince him scott absolutely um and uh, we'll give it a good go look rob um my last passing comment to you is we'll see you in the premier league next year i know you're a big leeds oh fan. leeds 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 thank you very much scott we're back to the promised land 16 years later and the good thing is as a brighton fan we're getting our best player back from leeds this year you will not be getting ben white back <laughs> end of you see his goal last night 
Oh, it was fantastic. He's been bra- I mean, that, that's going to stick another 10 million onto his price tag, but there you go. We'll take that. We'll take that. But um, look, <laughs> Rob, great to speak to you. It's a pleasure to have you on the Zephyr Podcast Sessions. Thank you very much. And uh, I wish you all the continued success going forward. Scott, thank you very much again for having me and best of success for you as well. Thank you. Thank you.